the 2022 Commonwealth Games are officially underway. Birmingham putting on a showstopper for the opening ceremony. There was no shortage of all things Britain and Birmingham. 72 competing nations and territories all on show. Prince Charles declaring the Games open. The Green and Gold Army were first to the party, ready to take the Games by storm. The 22nd Commonwealth Games have opened with a very British and very high energy opening ceremony featuring about 1,500 in the cast, several thousand athletes on the ground, 200 odd of them were Australians, around half our team attending and our country the first to enter a packed Alexander Stadium. So exciting to see our flag bearers in Eddie Ockenden and Rachel Grinham leading a large portion of our team. To be in front of this many people, it's, I don't think it's something I'll ever do again, so just trying to soak it all up, it's, it's unbelievable. At the front, Eddie Ockenden and Rachel Grinham, our flag bearers in awe of the job they were handed when they least expected it. Just a, a chance to be able to to walk the entire team out is is just something I, I would never have dreamt of being able to do. So many brilliant Australians and athletes here in, in, uh, in this Australian team. The show began in a classic British show of machinery. Planes above and cars below. 72 in fact. One for each Commonwealth country or territory creating one Union Jack. Another car was pulling up with royal passengers. Prince Charles and Camilla representing the Queen as a show began that represented Birmingham's past and present. A nod to the city's industrial roots and its connection to William Shakespeare, who was born nearby. This is a city rich in culture, the show's creators tapping into strong Indian influences. From the Parade of Nations, diver Tom Daly brought in the Queen's baton, which was lifted into the stands, allowing an official opening to the Games. It now gives me the greatest pleasure to declare the 22nd Commonwealth Games open. The Queen had written a message and asked her son to read it. It has carried not only my message to you, but also the shared hopes and dreams of each nation and territory through which it has passed. From royalty to rock stars, Duran Duran closing the show. Now come 11 days of competition, swimming, cycling, netball and triathlon, headlining a huge day one here in Birmingham. Certainly is. Thank you, Blake. And if you missed the opening ceremony this morning, you can see all the highlights this afternoon right here on 7, starting at 1. That's before an outstanding first night. Our swimmers are in action early. Paris superstar Ellie Cole in her last ever competition. Cody Simpson, Ariane Titmus, Kyle Chalmers and Emma McKeon, to name a few. Our men's and women's rugby sevens teams are up as well. The Aussie women's T20 cr cricketers take on India in a repeat of the 2020 World Cup. Cup final and netballers take on Barbados there's track and cycling and triathlon too and if you want to watch everything com games live and when you want it just go to the 7 plus app to other news now, and a man has been charged with murdering his mother after her body was discovered at a home on the New South Wales Central Coast. Live now to Jacqueline Robson in Wyong. Uh, Jacqueline, the incident has understandably left neighbours pretty shaken up. 
It certainly has, Sally. Those who knew 82-year-old Colleen Wilson say she was a lovely, caring lady who lived with her son for the past decade, but she'd been at this property for the past 30 years. Last night, her 56-year-old son was arrested and charged with her murder. David Mapp is accused of killing his mother with a pot plant at the home on Eastern Road in Tumbiumbi. Police believe the attack happened earlier in the morning, but the quarter triple zero came through hours later around five last night. Now, this morning, forensics combed through the home. A pot plant was among the items of evidence seized. The property remains a crime scene today. Neighbours say the pair did argue a bit, but she was a small elderly woman who was supportive of her son. They're shocked at this chilling incident. Take a listen. It was unsettling just to know, like, that happened. Um... You just couldn't picture that happening next door, knowing that I was home with the kids, getting them ready for school, and that was happening. It's a, an older community, so you know there's a lot of older people out there that are probably going to feel quite frightened. <clears throat> David Mapp didn't appear in local court this morning. His case was heard, though. There was no application for bail. His case will be back before the courts in September. Sally? OK, thanks for that, Jackie. Well, Australians are facing two years of cost-of-living pain, with the Treasurer's latest economic forecast tipping that inflation will continue to soar. Political reporter Taylor Aiken is live in Canberra for us this morning. Uh, Taylor, what are the details? Sally, good morning. Well, the Treasurer has warned Australians to brace for more hip pocket pain, delivering a fairly grim assessment yesterday. Treasurer Jim Chalmers delivering the grim news to the Parliament in his first economic update, showing inflation is likely to peak at 7.75% in the December quarter before falling slowly, reaching 5.5% by the middle of next year and drop to 3.5% by 2024. That's despite the pre-election forecast revealed just three months ago predicting inflation would in fact peak at 4.75%. Wages will lag behind too with no real wage rise for at least 12 months and with more interest rate hikes on the horizon it certainly paints a bleak economic picture for many Australians who are already feeling the pinch paying uh, more for groceries, fuel and rent or mortgage repayments. But despite the local economic woes, Treasury Jim Chalmers is, is confident Australia will avoid a recession despite news overnight the United States economy shrank for the second consecutive quarter also facing soaring inflation and slow consumer spending but like in the US many of the factors contributing to soaring inflation were outside of Australia's control and the government insists that there are better economic times on the horizon so let's hope so okay thanks very much Taylor Aiken reporting there Three teenagers have been hit with a string of charges, including murder, after a 16-year-old was fatally stabbed in Sydney's west. Police found the boy at Ropes Crossing last month suffering stab wounds. Despite efforts of paramedics, he died at the scene. Detectives searched a number of properties yesterday where two 17-year-olds and a 16-year-old were arrested. They were refused bail. A man's been arrested and a police car rammed after a violent, aggravated burglary in Melbourne's southwest. Let's go live to Paul Dowsley at the scene. Paul, a terrifying ordeal for the family. It was quite chaotic, Sally, here in the front yard as police desperately tried to stop an aggravated burglar from stealing a Mazda. 
about uh, 2.30 here in Altona. He'd broken in through a back door. He found the keys inside. That noise woke the residents inside. Mum and Dad uh, upstairs called triple zero and grabbed their two sons aged nine months and three years and they hid as the thief was trying to reverse out of the driveway. Police arrived because uh, they had been nearby after uh, residents had reported a man acting suspiciously. And that's when he tried to ram his way past police through the side fences on either side here. They boxed him in and smashed his two side windows, then capsicum sprayed him during the arrest. And they're now questioning a 34-year-old man from the northern suburb of Reservoir. And one of the victims from this house spoke with us this morning. Uh, I can also tell you that during this, uh, during this commotion this morning, Sally, the thief actually ran over uh, a gas main in the front yard here. That ruptured it and that gas leak caused residents here to be evacuated, including the next door neighbour here. She is aged 92, out in the cold at uh, three this morning. Yeah, it's not good. All right, thanks very much for that, Paul. It's been revealed the seven Manly players who boycotted last night's match over a Pride jersey have agreed to wear it next season. The club's owner confirmed the players will wear the kit in 2023 as long as they're consulted. A number of fans arrived at Brookvale over last night wearing Pride colours. It's been so welcoming, so supportive and there's a lot to celebrate tonight so we're really happy to be here and be part of it. Roosters held off the Sea Eagles for a 10-point win. We'll bring you more details about that in sport.